Visit licentureexams.com and try our samples completely free of charge. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of our podcast and our Study Smarter, Not Harder series. I'm Stacy, and this is my co-host, Linton. Hi there from hot and sunny Florida. So, Linton, let's jump right into our main topic for today, active study. This is a strategy that can significantly help retaining and recalling information. What's your take on this? Absolutely. Stacy. you've hit that nail on the head. Passive study, like reading notes or textbooks, can only take you so far in your study process. At best, you'll be able to remember the information on a really short-term basis. However, if you want to retain the knowledge and have it available in your long-term memory by the time you take the exam when it rolls around, active studying is the key. Yep. And if you really want to make the most of your study time, active studying aligns really well with the principle of spaced repetition, which is a scientifically proven technique for memory retention. When you review information over spaced intervals, you strengthen your memory associations with less overall time spent study. And it sounds like a magic trick. And we're going to talk more about spaced repetition in another episode. So I'll keep it short and say that combined with active studying methods, it's quite effective. It is quite effective. And with all that extra time on your hands, Stacy, you can watch reruns of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and you can watch reruns of Leave it to Beaver or Mr. Ed. <laughs> that I think were popular when you graduated from your master's program, right, Linton? <laughs> watch it, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to our topic. Active studying engages our brain on a deeper level. This involves your participation and interaction with, with the material, which enhances memory retention. And not just that, but active studying also boosts our understanding of the subject matter. We're not merely trying to memorize everything word for word. Instead, we're trying to understand abstract concepts and figure out how to put them into practice. And that's really what this exam is all about, testing your ability to practice therapy in a competent manner. Right. It's sort of like the difference between when a child is first starting learning how to read, they read mm -hmm. each word, but they don't actually get the concept of what's going on with the whole paragraph and the whole sentence. So exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, an important thing to remember is that active studying is not a one-size-fits-all kind of method. Different techniques may work better for different people. Exactly. That's a really good point, Linton. So customizing your active studying plan is crucial, but one common denominator should be consistent engagement with the material where you're moving beyond just reading. Reading does not equal understanding. And I'll say that again. Reading does not equal understanding. So let's talk about three specific active studying strategies that you can experiment with to make your study process a lot more effective. Okay, right now I want you to pick a concept and try to teach it to somebody else. The counseling realm is full of abstract concepts, and it's something hard to wrap your head around. So talking it out with someone else helps. And the best way to do that is by teaching another person. It's a wonderful way to solidify information if you have to explain it to someone that doesn't understand it to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So <laughs> sometimes I think I'll know how something works and I start to explain it to a friend or my husband. And then they start asking these pesky questions 
like, oh, well, tell me a little bit more about that or what do you mean? And this is when I realized that I really only have a broad understanding of the subject and I really need to go back and do some more research. Exactly. That's why teaching someone else is such a great activity and a great learning strategy for yourself. It's like a self-check. Mm-hmm. If you can explain it clearly to someone else, then you know that you have a solid grasp of the concept. That's true. So next up is try creating visual representations of the material that you're studying. This can be flowcharts, diagrams, decision trees, or something called mind maps. And these visual cues help our brain to make the connections between different pieces of information, and they make it easier to recall the facts later on. Most of those are pretty obvious, but can you explain a little bit more about the mind map, Stacey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of an underused one, I think. And it's one of my favorite active learning strategies because it gives you a chance to get really creative. And we'll go into more detail about this in another podcast, but I'll give you the basics. So a mind map is a visual way to organize information. And here's an example of how it might work. So let's say you're studying the DSM-5 TR diagnostic criteria for major depressive disorder. So you get out a piece of paper, draw a circle with the word major depressive disorder in the center. You can abbreviate too, so MDD works, and add lines connecting to other circles. And in each of those circles, you could list a symptom of major depressive disorder. And doing it this way allows you to see the big picture of how everything fits together. And I find this really helpful because I can really easily get caught up in all the details and go down these rabbit holes and and not see the forest for the trees or is it the trees for the forest anyway there you go <laughs> i love it if you want to liven up your map you can even color code your circles or add in little symbols that's a great idea and you can see it can you can really get creative well do you have any other techniques up your sleeve mm, let's see Well, when you're learning a new concept, try to come up with examples using your own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, This will make the material more relatable and easier to remember. It's also a great way to actively engage with the material and test yourself. So if you have MDD, go ahead and use it. Mm -hmm. There you go. Or you know someone who does. or And that uh, makes me think of one more thing. Another thing you could try to do is use analogies. So a lot of times it's easier to learn something when you can relate it to something else that you already know about. So to wrap up our episode on active learning, here are some tips for success. Number one, pick a concept and try to teach someone about it. Number two, create visual representations of the material that you're studying, like flowcharts, diagrams, decision trees, or mind maps. And number three, Use examples from your own personal experience to relate to your study material. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us today. Good luck with your exam. And remember, it's It's in there. It's in there.